Good evening, cruisers. My name is Welling Frolic, and welcome to the new podcast that I am making for my enjoyment and your benefit alone. For those of you who don't know, I founded and hosted a radio show in college, first by myself telling life stories, and then I transitioned into uh, technology after about a year of getting tired and running out of stories. And I, uh, uh, technology and interviews from researchers at my university and beyond. Not too far beyond, but within my sphere of uh, influence. Um, I did that for about three years with my buddy Dave. I do hope uh, we see him again on this show. And um, and then I took a little break uh, after I graduated. And I'm really excited to be back on the airwaves today. Um, and uh, to share the best of the best with you. So for t- today, it's going to be brief. I'm going to give you an overview of everything that will be happening on my podcast. I'll go over one story. For which the verbal Chiron is paint the world. Then I'll play a few songs, and then hopefully by the end of it, I'll come up with a name for the show. But for now, climb into that classic 1962 Impala that my show is. Sit back in that fictitious leather bucket seat, crank down that window, chicken wing that baby, and get ready for the ride on the cutting edge of humanity. So, I will be producing a weekly show. Maybe more. I have to figure out exactly the logistics and the best durations. Um, sure, they have data out there on that. Uh, maybe I'll make one hour long episode, or maybe I'll make a one minute long and make 60 of them a week. Uh, <laughs> it's super easy to do it these days. I'm using Anchor uh, by Spotify, and um, I can even add music in and everything. They just want content because listening is the new reading, at least. So, at least that's what I've heard, which is great for me. Because I love doing this. And um, I'm super excited. So, this show is dedicated to exploring the amazing advancements happening right under our noses at universities across the nation that rarely get noticed and rarely get explained well to the common man. That is where my beautiful ride comes rolling in. As soon as you recline in that seat, we are heading out to explore the mind-blowing, wind-sweeping, stories on the cliffs of the cutting edge. I will attempt to straddle both lanes as I drive trying to bring the technical details that could drive us off the edge and left to the right side of the road where we can all understand and begin to really begin to really imagine what could be possible with such amazing new promises. Now, okay, enough of the description. I, I like to go on tangents like that, as some of you may know. <laughs> I think we are uh, golden on that, and things can only get clearer once we really actually start driving and you see for yourself. So I want to tickle your fancy day with a short trip over to my alma mater, Purdue, where they went, uh, where they went to paint the world. In the never-ending hallways of the Mechanical Engineering Building, there lives a team of researchers. They never eat anything other than ramen and only drink coffee. But you can't say they don't get enough light because they've developed the world's whitest paint. If you think this is anticlimactic, just wait until you get a taste of what they are thinking about doing with it. Okay, led by Professor Ruan, some graduate students have made a paint that is 98.1% reflective 
ultra-white paint. Take a moment to think about that. Where do you desperately need to block out some sun? If you're thinking about putting this on at the beach, think twice, because people will think you were a whole new human race. <laughs> That's how crazy it looks. But think about how much cooler, colder, a surface underneath this paint could get. Okay, how do they do it? The trick is one of the chem is is one of chemistry. Naturally, we've not found anything that can reflect like this paint, so they've employed a compound called barium sulfate, or BASO4, is the name of the chemical. There's two technical benefits from this paint. It's thin, thinner than standard paint solutions. The researchers were able to get this application of the paint to a nano composite scale. So extremely thin, making it super mass efficient and a lot easier to produce en masse. Secondly, it's reflectivity. Better than the standard is better than the standard 80 to 91% that is currently the capability uh, industry capability. It makes me wonder kind of what 100% reflectivity would look like <laughs> um, in, in a paint. Because I think, of course, you can see it on a screen. Um, I might be wrong about that, but digitally it can be created. Um, what it would actually look like, like in a, in, in a paint, I, I'm, I'm curious. But um, I'm not sure if it's possible. But if you wrapped it in the earth, we might freeze. That's all I'm, that's all I'm pretty, pretty positive about. So what are the real applications for this novel paint? Well, coming from a space systems background, um, we're talking great advancements for thermal engineering. Such a paint can keep components that need to be cold, cold, even if they're situated near a bright light. To be clear, there are other types of heating in space, including transfer of heat through materials. So this paint does not prevent that. But if you're touching and handling massive amounts of light on board your spacecraft, or maybe you're monitoring the sun, uh, you know, like the Parker Solar Probe is currently, this is something that could come in handy. So, um, but imagine, but imagine it now on a house in the Sahara. I might, it might from a distance look like igloo.com delivery got dropped off in the wrong place, but it, we, um, but it would significant, it'd be significantly colder in that hab than anywhere around it. Take that same concept and apply it to rooftops, roads, trains, and refrigerator trucks, and you save a whole lot of energy uh, from AC and from being under the sun. So granted, folks would have to walk around town with thick shades, but that's a whole new industry starting up right there. So that's another positive <laughs> if the, you know, if the rows were all white and such. Okay, so that was my little tidbit for today. For the future, I should like to get into more technical details. In order to do that, though, I need you to support this show and me to be able to afford online access to these journals. Can't get everything online through shady internet pages, also find me, uh, find my mic before I can shove it, you know where, and paint me white. So I'd like to wrap up tonight with a song I've been listening to uh, recently. I'm going to try this out on Anchor for the first time today. Um, hopefully this works. But uh, before we put the show in park for the night, I want you to thank you all for tuning in. And I wanted to let you know the word of the day is propitiate, which means to regain the goodwill of someone. Which, coincidentally, I hope I have done now that I'm back on the airwaves. Enjoy this classic by Duke Ellington in a sentiment called In a Sentimental Mood. And no, 
my music choices will always vibe. <laughs>